out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Come on. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out, bring them out. Yeah. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. All right. Recording this episode of Center of Attention from Quarantine. Basement of the house. Unfortunately, um, the last episode that you guys have been able to listen to, um, I believe the name of it is going to be... Protein Shakes and Second Dates is probably going to be the last episode of Center of Attention that was going to be recorded in Gunnison, um, as everybody is well aware of now. There's a lot of uh, self-quarantining. People are being told, don't come back to school if you go to college. Stay inside. Don't go outside anywhere. Because the coronavirus is uh, right now ravaging... I wouldn't say ravaging because it's not as deadly as everything else that... It's not as deadly as it could be. I guess that's a good way to put it. It's very contagious and people are easily able to get it. But with that being said, going to be in the house for a while. And uh, not sure how I feel about it. How do you feel about it? My guest this week is the Dancing Bear. You guys heard him back on, I believe, episode 3 or 4 that we recorded over winter break. But Dom is my guest once again this weekend, and since we're not able to be in Gunnison and I won't have the same post-production capabilities as I had at school, this will be the new format of the podcast. So the song will be in it, and then we'll talk about whatever we're going to talk about, and then I'll finish out, we'll plug whatever social media is and stuff like that. But now, Dom, your repeat guest, you were on after the Super Bowl too. I forgot about that, um, just for a little blurb, but... Make sure you keep your distance, but are you excited to be back on the show? Uh, Yeah, I'm excited to be back on the show. I wish it was under different circumstances. Um, I mean, we were all planning on being home this week anyways for spring break, but I was kind of hoping we'd be able to go outside a little bit, maybe go to the gym, go hang out, you know, at the movies or something like that. But right now, it looks like we're just uh, pretty much boarding up all our doors and hanging out together, which could be worse, but... Yeah, could be worse. Um, It's a weird way to end your freshman year, huh? Yeah, uh, I got to figure out how I'm going to continually learn new math um, just off of a computer screen. I'm that type of kid who doesn't really like videos and stuff like that to learn from. I'd rather be sitting in class and, uh, you know, be actually taking notes on a piece of paper instead of uh, having to watch some recorded video or some Zoom conference and try to pick it up from there. Do you have a computer that can Zoom? I believe I do. I think so. I mean, I got one from Dad's work, so I think it's oh, okay. good yeah, enough. Probably. Um, well, other than the disappointment at not being able to go back, how did you enjoy your first year? Because obviously you're going to still be going back. Hopefully we get this thing should be taken care of by, I'd say, mid-April, probably May. At the latest, um, I just got an email that my commencement is going to be different, so it's not going to be May 9th anymore. Um, but uh, how did you enjoy your first year other than, other than having to be quarantined for the last three months of it? You know, there, there were good times and there were bad. Uh, overall, I'd say I, I had a pretty good first year. Um, 
as you guys know from the first episode, I uh, wasn't able to play football this year. Ended up having to get my shoulder fixed. Um, and then as soon as spring ball started and I was supposed to be coming back, uh, you know, this this happened. And it doesn't look like I'm going to be able to um, go back and, and try to earn a spot during spring ball. I'll have to wait until fall camp, which has its upsides and has its downs. Uh, you know, it lets me strengthen back up a little bit more, but gives me less time to try to prove. Um but, you know, overall, I thought I had a pretty good year. Um, I, I love the school. I love my major. I think it's the perfect major for me. Um, and I found out that in about a year and a half or so, I'm going to have to start applying for my master's, which is really funny because, I mean, I'm only 18. So, yeah, it is interesting. Um, I guess the way, and we're going to talk about, well, we don't have to go into detail about this, but we'll have to talk about this at some point. The way that I always gauge how much you like a school and how good of a fit it is, is when you have something bad happen, or not bad, but you go through some sort of tra- trauma, and uh, I had to do it. I figured out Western was my place when I had to go through a couple tough breakups, and it's different when you're, um, I mean, when you're in high school and you break up, you always have, you obviously have the people around you, like family and stuff to take your mind off of it and you had to go through a breakup and I'm assuming you had the support around you and it didn't sour your taste too much to the school so uh, I guess that's how I normally gauge whether or not you're in a good place and a good fit yeah and and, uh, I mean you threw it out there yeah I had to go through a breakup Um, not a fun experience by any means First breakup away from the house. Too. First breakup away from the house and first, like, I'd say probably... Real breakup? Real breakup, yeah. It's, I guess that's the best way to put it. Um, you know, it was only it was really funny because, you know, these guys that I had, I had known for six months or so, not maybe not even at the, at the time, they knew by the way that I walked into the locker room that something was off. They, they weren't going to necessarily probe me about it and ask me about it and, you know, keep poking at it, trying to figure out what was going on. But they wanted to help as much as I would let them. So that was nice, um, having those guys up at school, you know, actually mm-hmm. seeing them face-to-face every day. But like you said, as soon as it happened, I mean, I still had that support from home. It was just it, in a different form. It was as strong as it was before, but it was just in a different form. And, uh, you know, having both of those combined, I think, really helped me out. But uh, being able to go back to football and focusing on my school kind of also helped me deal with it. I wouldn't tell you that I'm 100% over it by any means. I don't know if, uh, how long that necessarily will take. Um, but, you know, you got to go through it and you got to go through the time. And everybody goes through it at some point. Um, and I guess... You know, this is just possibly one of many, but this is the first one that I've really had to go through, so. Are we going to get on right now? Yes. Get on your FaceTimes, I guess. We're going to be on the FaceTimes while we do the podcast. Too. <coughs> oh, excuse me. I'm dressed now. Hi. Okay, a uh, little bit of a hiatus there. I had a family FaceTime call because that's as much FaceTime as we're going to get with the family for 
a while. Uh, but yeah, I understand that you're probably not 100% over it, and that's breakups. I guess leaving the house, you'll get the first cha- first taste of everything moving forward, and not everything is pleasant, I guess, is the best way to put it. Because yeah. uh, I've gone through a couple breakups outside the house now, and, and they, they never get any easier, but having friends around is nice. And make sure that you stay in touch with those friends. And make if they are true friends, definitely make sure that you stay in touch with them. Oh yeah, for sure. I I, ha, I mean I see those guys. Well, I, I was seeing those guys every day. I'll still have to reach out to them and see how they're doing because they're all in Washington, California, all those different places. But yeah, uh, I mean you know you probably know just as well as I do how bad it was because as soon as it happened, I called you. It, it was like eleven o'clock at night. But as soon as it happened, I called. You, um, and you know you know how broken up I was. Yeah, um, and it's it's rough. Um, it's never easy, especially if you do really have feelings for somebody, and then it's revealed that they ne- didn't necessarily have the same feelings for you, and uh, we're just using you as a soft place to land. Yeah, but the the type of person that I am, you I know, like I I don't wish anything bad. Or anything like that on her. I feel like I don't. I mean, I don't have any regrets or anything like that. No regrets. No regrets. No regrets at all. But uh, and I don't think that she would. I think she would tell you the same thing. But you know, I can't speak for her. Um, nor would I really want to try to. But you know, it is what it is, and uh, you move on and just keep going. I guess. Yeah, it's probably the best way to do it. You and I are too nice to be. I mean, I get. I wasn't just getting shit on by girls in my time in college. I got shit on by people that I thought were my friends that turned out not being my friends. And it's tough when everybody leaves. Because my two closest friends originally transferred. And then I did end up finding a nice little group just now. But that's obviously done and gone with. Depending on whether or not I still have to go back. Um, if the campus isn't completely shut down. I would assume they completely shut down your campus already. They haven't done it yet. Well, I guess you guys didn't have any cases confirmed at your school. No, and we have a tough spot because anybody that's on campus, if we tell them to go home, some of them don't have another home to go to. Yeah, that's oh. true. And you're kind of in the middle of nowhere, and they they have to try to get tickets out and all that different stuff, and airports are closed. And Yeah, there's not a stuff. place for anybody to go. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Um but if you like just keep the I'd say keep the friends that you have around you and keep everything moving forward I mean you're going to be there for 5 years and you're going to walk out with a master's degree so you're going to be in a better place when you leave possibly uh, a master's degree and a second uh, second major yeah and then you'll have the opportunity depending on if the XFL does make it that far you can play in the XFL you can possibly get a pro day look somewhere and keep playing football if you want, which I feel like and is probably not the best thing, but since none of us, nobody else has gotten that opportunity yet, be kind of a mistake to not take it, depending on whether or not you want to or not. You can always come back and teach, but I'd say probably push this as far as you can. Yeah, and, and I understand that and um, I've, if I have the opportunity and and uh, you know I get that far or anything like that, you know even if I have to go reach out to teams by myself or you know they don't reach out to me or whatever, I'm definitely gonna 
try, uh, whether that be as an offensive lineman or a fullback or special teams player, or, you know, if they're going to let me on the practice squad. Or if if they're going to give me an opportunity, I'm going to try to take it. Did Milo have a pro day or did he have to go somewhere else? No, they had a UNC pro day. I saw Nip out there. I don't know if I saw oh, Milo boy. out there. Nip didn't look like he was moving around bad. I mean, yeah, I know, I, I but would... if you watched him play in a game, and I'll say this because you can't, if you watched him play in a game, I don't think that he's prepared to have the responsibility at the next level because he threw the two interceptions that lost you guys your last game and then decided to blame the receivers and everybody else around him. It's a And Rev and I talked about this when he was on the podcast. We were, we've been around a professional athlete in Austin who just got a contract extension, by the way. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that. contract extension. For an undrafted rookie or an undrafted free agent running back, it was a pretty decent contract, and there's just a mindset that people have. And Austin, he got on us when he needed to, and he got after some of the guys when he needed to, but he also was the first one to take responsibility. And the story that I always tell is he muffed one punt against Fort Lewis, and then for the rest of the season he was out with Garrett, catching punts for 45 minutes after practice. And I don't see Nip as that kind of a guy. I don't know him that well. I've just seen him playing in a game or two. But I don't see him having that kind of mindset. Milo has that kind of mindset where I can see him. Definitely. The only problem that he's going to run into is his size. Yeah, but, I mean, he's about the same size. It's not a little bit bigger than Eckler. Is he 190 pounds? He's like 200 pounds. Really? Yeah, he's... he's... Is he strong? Cause yeah. No, he... Eckler is like... Two or three times as strong as his body weight. No, yeah, he was. I think he was power cleaning up like close to three hundred pounds. So, I think. I mean, I. I don't. I would tell you that I don't even know Nip well enough, really, to tell you. What well, I mean, he he's do. a 20, 28 year old man. So. Yeah, I mean, he was there for six or seven years, however long, because he had all those different surgeries and he redshirted and all that. Redshirted, medical redshirted, and then another medical redshirt. Right. So. But I would tell you that even, like, because I had some interaction with him, not a whole lot. He knew he knew my name, which kind of surprised me because I, I, I mean, I knew him, obviously, since he was the quarterback. But I didn't really have much interaction with him in general. So um, I would tell you that based off of what I know, he seems like... He seems like he might be that type of guy that maybe goes out and throws extra passes with the receivers after that performance that he had. Um, I didn't know that he was blaming the receivers and all that different stuff. Well, I thought that that's what you were saying, that he came into the film room and said that it wasn't his fault. No, 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 no. I, I mean, I don't know the situation well enough. Um, okay. I, don't, I don't know if there was anything that he said. Well, then we can retract that. Um, but, you know, it, I, I would hope that he would, if he does make it into the NFL, that he would... Um, represent UNC as well as he can. Um, I think if he were to be taken under somebody's wing for maybe a year or two and get kind of the feel of an of a NFL um, quarterbacking role, because it's it was 100% different than a college quarterback role. You know, it, it's the same transition from middle school to high school, high school to college. It's just now... You know, there's big contracts involved and all that different stuff. So if I, I think if he gets that little bit of a, um, like a sensei type, uh, older veteran quarterback that will teach him the ropes a little bit, I think he could be a, a really good quarterback. But I would tell you that he's he's a he's a um, pocket quarterback. He he's not yeah. he's not mobile. I mean, he can be mobile when he needs to be mobile, but he's more like a. 
Peyton Manning type, I would tell you, than um, you know Lamar Jackson. He's de- he's definitely closer to Peyton Manning on that spectrum. Yeah, and with his injury history, I don't think your guys' offense was set up as well for him. He was all—I don't know if he was good and shy, or if the coaches were telling him not to run. But in the read option that you guys were running, there were plenty of times where even I knew it should have been a pull and he should have been running it. But when you've been injured as many times as he has, it's probably not the best thing moving forward. I don't see him getting drafted. He's definitely going to have to be a undrafted guy. I actually see him more benefiting from the XFL because. I could see him being like a P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker's a little bit more athletic, I think, and runs around a little bit better than he does. But he's able... I like the way that the XFL has the quarter, the coaches in the quarterback's head and the receiver's heads. And uh, I was watching one of the games with the defenders, and Pip Hamilton was telling Cardell Jones where to throw to, which he needs to start doing again because Cardell Jones' last couple games that he was playing in was not nearly as good as his first couple games. And he threw five interceptions in one game. But I could see Nip maybe benefiting from being in the XFL for a couple of years, showing that he can read a defense, play in a pro-style system, and then maybe transitioning out. But hes I don't see him – he's not getting drafted. And honestly, just being completely objective, and I'm not trying to bash on any of your old teammates or get you in trouble by talking about it, and you don't have to say anything more about it. But I don't see him – he's like a cusp – undrafted free agent he he's on he's barely to me at this point he's barely a camp arm so and you know what that that very well could be true i i might agree with you saying that if he were to go to the xfl a couple years and kind of get experience that way because i i would i mean college is a great way to prepare for the nfl but i would say that if you were to go to college then the xfl that's kind of like a nice step in between it teaches then, you how to be a professional because you're going you're waking up, going to the facility every day, right, right. and that kind of thing instead of having to go through class, which he probably didn't have much class left being a seventh-year senior. No, I can, I can... A lot of people go to college for seven years. I could tell you that yeah, him... Yeah, they're called doctors. I could tell you that him and uh, one of our linebackers, uh, Nelson, they, they, I mean, they had already finished their degrees by that time, so it was kind of like underwater basket weaving... Bowling was one of their classes, I think. Movement and low-flying trapeze. Something like that, yeah. So, I mean, I, I would say that it's okay. I mean, that's more than fine if he goes to the XFL first and then goes to the NFL. I don't take anything away from him. I mean, he, you know, if he makes it, he's worked his butt off studying film and mm. doing as well as he can in the games and all that different stuff. So, you know, if he makes it, then good for him. Yeah, for the university. I mean, if he has that kind of work ethic, it'll work out. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think, even if he does get undrafted or if he goes to the XFL, I think he'll perform decently well, if not really well. From what I've seen, the closest one that you guys will have to NFL guy right away is probably Milo, and that's because I played with him in high school and he just got better. Yeah. Um, he probably would have been. Better off if he had just gone to UNC. Same deal with you if he would have just gone to UNC right off the bat instead of trying to go D1 to Wyoming and then coming back because you miss out on a little bit of time. And then he was playing a different position entirely at Wyoming too. So there's some of that going around. You know, I would would also say, I mean, I have a different experience than a lot of people do, Uh, not only in football but in – in school in general wise just because of where I decided I wanted to try to go and then where I ended up going but I would say if anybody is listening to this 
you know, thinking about trying to go into college football, just pick the school that you could you could see yourself going to without the sport. And you know, that's a that's something that Dad was trying to push really hard. Um, and uh, I thought I could see myself going to the academy without football. And when I got there and everything happened, obviously it wasn't uh, as good a fit as I thought it was. But truthfully, I, th- I believe that I finally found my home at UNC. I'm a bear through and through. Um, and, you know, if you're going through the recruiting process, don't get you know, uh, blinded by the giant scholarship that's being offered to you or the, you know, the big price tag on the school that you're looking at. Just go somewhere where you feel you can be comfortable, get a good degree, have some fun playing football, and whatever happens after that happens after that. Don't don't pay attention to the big, oh, there's a big A on the side, you know, on the side of the school, Alabama, you know, Crimson and, and white and you know all that different stuff for you know oh it's just a small d3 school out in the middle of nowhere nebraska mm-hmm. who cares you're going to get the same education and you're going to be able to play football yeah and the higher level that you're trying to go the more you'll realize that you're the higher level you try and go the less you matter because we're talking about you at air force they had their best season in the last five years this year so not saying that you wouldn't have helped or hurt them with their season, but these big schools are that way because they know how to just roll, Like especially a school like that where I'm sure they have more than just you decide that basics isn't for them and, and end up not working out that way. They still have a system in place. They have too many contingencies. It's almost too big to fail, but that's almost an oxymoron when you say it. But the higher level that you try and go the less that you're actually needed. Um, you know what I find funny, though, is... So, I, I got out when I got out. I got out early uh, compared to, I guess, some people. But now there's a bunch of kids who are leaving now, and it's almost like maybe a, maybe something... I saw something before everybody else, or, um, you know, maybe they're finally seeing that it's not for them, or maybe I was just early on the curve. I don't know, but... It, it all of a sudden a bunch of these kids that I was going through basic with, um, and a bunch of guys that I would tell you that are still my, still people that I care for and they care for me and all that different stuff, they're they're uh, dropping from the academy too, but like you said, it's almost like it's too big for them to fail. I mean, they brought in, you know, two hundred football recruits mm-hmm. in the the what would have been my freshman class. Knowing that about eighty percent of them weren't going to make it out. Exactly, and and truthfully, about eighty percent of them aren't going to make it out. They've they've either already decided that they're leaving or they're going to leave. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but like you said, it's almost like you know, it was funny the recruiting process, and I think it's this way at, at almost every school. But the recruiting process there was like, oh, you're so pretty, you're so pretty, you're the prettiest girl at the ball. And then as soon as we got up there to the school, it was like, who are you? You're here for me. Dad and I told you that. And, and I know Dad and, Dad and you told me that. You and Dad told me that. But it didn't really click to me until it actually happened. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, it, that felt... That was the worst feeling in the world. Oh, One yeah. of the worst feeling feelings in the world. But, you know, when everything happened and I tried to go to them and they decided, you know what? Uh, you, we don't really care for you that much anymore. That was the giant, like, oh, 
okay, well then, if you don't care for me, you don't care what's going on with me, and you're not going to help me out, then bye. I'm well, they out. have to do that a little bit because they don't know who's going to make it. We should have had you sit down and watch the program before you got it, before you started the recruiting process because they have probably the best scene. That's probably the most accurate depiction of college football um, when they're recruiting this really good running back and they bring him to his visit. He gets off the bus and they have the cheerleaders there. Is yes, let's go, let's go. And then he shows up actually. for he shows up for camp and he gets off the bus and talks to the starting quarterback. He's like, "Hey, where, where are the girls and the cheerleaders and all that? We got your ass now." So, um, yeah. they just they you have to be guarded going through the recruiting process. The coaches have to be guarded because they don't know who's going to make it, and that's what it is now. And the more you show them that you're going to make it and the more that you go through it, not your situation notwithstanding, um, then they'll start to open up a little bit more to you. Well, the other thing I would tell you is to, I mean, obviously you were going there to play football. I was going there to play football, whatever. But I would have I would have liked the uh, coaches to have been a lot more transparent about what was going to happen. Um and exactly what I could have expected. Um, do you think that they know everything, especially there? Do you think that the coaches know everything about basics? Because you don't have to be a vet to coach at the Air Force. No, they they probably don't. I, I'm sure that they don't. I, there's some like the guy who I would have been playing for was uh, he did happen to be a, a graduate of the academy, but even him, I think his basic compared to ours, he still has absolutely no idea what. What was going on during ours? You want to know the crazy thing is that his was probably a lot worse. Probably. Because I, Kyle is one of my buddies at school, and he's a Navy vet. And he said when he first enlisted, they were still dealing with insubordination as taking you behind the shed, beating you, and then when you come back, you just say you fell. So it's probably better than it was. But also, especially since... I ain't going to lie, that sounds pretty familiar. Yeah. Well, the stuff that happened with you, it was the students doing it, the cadets that were in that place, and they're only doing it because they had already gotten the shit kicked out of them before they got into the position that they were in. It's probably a lot better, but it's still not good. But also, with some of the stuff, especially if you're a combat veteran that you're going to see, that's the least of your worries. Oh, yeah, that's true. But, you know, I wasn't into it, so I I got out. That's basically the... Shorthand of it, I, I guess I would say. But. It wasn't for you, and that it's not for everybody, and they said that in the recruiting process. And they said that when we were there to drop you off, too. And it ended up being more true than not. And we had a whole bunch of different expectations and not knowing exactly what's going on and not being close enough to you. We were trying to push you the one way, and then you, whatever happened, happened, and you ended up doing what was best for you so the I would I will tell you this even through everything that was going on the thing that made me feel the best was when I finally got home and oh sorry I thought I heard I thought that was the garage and uh dad told me that it was him Mr. Bryant basically everybody in this house and a bunch of other people who were ready to just storm the castle meaning you know they they were about to ready to break into the cadet uh, wing, which and, was a dumb idea because we which, wouldn't have made it very far. I mean, yeah, I didn't want to. I felt like that was kind of a given, ah, considering <laughs> that they have trained snipers almost 
everywhere. Bring in, me in back my dumbo! Yeah, I, I mean, they have trained snipers almost everywhere, if not everywhere, at that academy. Just stationed, like... I, I, they told us where they were. I wouldn't. I couldn't see them. So, uh, but that made me feel the best, knowing that there were still people who were supporting me even through everything that was going on. And I would say that even though they said that they gave me all my stuff back and that I was able to talk to my parents and all that different stuff, I never got my phone back until the day that I was leaving. So that's why you guys were in the dark as much as you were. Okay, back from a hiatus. Got everything taken care of. Got the groceries brought in and got food eaten. And Dom is still eating because... I have ice cream. I'm so happy. You're going to have to talk a little bit louder than that now that you're not sitting in front of the microphone. I have ice cream. It's a good day. It's a strange time. Strange time. One of Mom's workers at King Supers just shook my hand. You should probably... uh, I have washed my hands since I got home, yes. But I'm saying that she's probably the one that's at more risk doing that. Yeah, you probably gave it to her, if anything. Wow. So I have it all of a sudden? No. Apparently we're getting ready for 5.30 social distance FaceTiming tomorrow. 5.30 in the morning or 5.30 at night? God... Apparently you're very funny. Just blow hopefully, past it. Just blow past it. Hopefully everybody else thinks that you're as funny when you, they listen to the episode. Anyways. Anyways. What do you think about everything going on right now? You're of a different generation, so I'm kind of interested to see what your thoughts are. Everybody's overreacting. Um, well, okay, I guess I can't necessarily say that. In my opinion, at the moment, everybody is overreacting. But I guess if it is as bad as everybody thinks, what? They're, I don't know why they're laughing. We have the peanut gallery now hanging around and Ed and Lauren. And they caught the giggles, so that's great. So if you hear them laughing, that's who's laughing. At the moment, I feel like everybody is overreacting. But if it really is as bad as, it, as, bad as everybody thinks it is, then I guess it's a good thing that we're, what we're doing right now. Okay, what is it? What are you laughing at? She's laughing at Ed because Ed snorted. I don't know what Ed's laughing at. I think he's just laughing at you because he's fun- you're funny to him. Oh, well, I guess I'm funny to some people. What is, what is so funny? Do you think that all the sports should have been canceled? Well, I think about it like this. If you look at it as, like... In football, I feel like anybody who's played, anybody who's been on the uh, like the scout defense or anything like that, scout offense. First off, you're always within you know two or three feet of each other. Um, but then the other thing is like if you get hit hard enough, like I'm sure somebody's been accidentally spit on or somebody's gotten like you share water bottles, you know. So I wouldn't be surprised if it spread throughout practice. Um, so I understand why they canceled it. Do I think that they should have gone so quickly? I mean, I don't know. Uh, I would tell you no, but that's my, I'm I'm a little biased because I finally got back to football and I can't do football again, so. Well, football's the only sport that's still going as business as usual. 
they're still going to do something for the draft. I don't think that there's going to be spectators allowed, and I'm not sure if anybody's going to be traveling to it anymore. But the only, the sports that got canceled are all the spring sports. They've already canceled the College Baseball World Series, which is a big event that's happening. They canceled March Madness and March Madness, which sucks because those were the things that I was looking forward to watching. At this point, I still got to go back to school because we haven't shut down the campus and everybody's still allowed to stay there. They still are running the cafeteria. They're planning on still running the cafeteria after break is over. Um, well, uh, the problem with Gunnison is, and the problem with Western is that nobody's going to be able to get a flight home. And if you don't have a car, you won't be able to make it to Denver. You also don't want people traveling back and forth and back and forth from Denver or wherever else they're going. So at this point, I'm not sure what's going to happen. It could be that I'm ending up staying here for the rest of the year, or I end up going back and then it's just the RAs on campus with the RDs and whoever else is stranded in Gunnison. Um, but at least I don't have to worry about practicing and stuff like that. We're going to change commencement around, and you might be able to do your basketball announcing for my home commencement at some point. Yeah, I thought we decided I was going to be Lillian Garcia from the WWE. Well, you decided that. I never said yes or no. Well, you never said yes or no to the basketball thing either. I don't think you have that much of an announcer's voice. I can train myself. I can learn. All I have to do is watch YouTube videos. It takes a lot more than that. You're not going to be the mouse from Space Jam and just walk up. Okay, okay, okay. And now, starting. You also have a lot of post-production that you can do. All the different intros that I've... Yeah, I know. I'd have to teach you, and I, I might not be here to teach you. Oh, well, and I don't have a computer that can do that. And we also don't have the software to edit that one. It's also true. Because that's why we're, like we said, we're changing the format of the podcast. <coughs> Excuse me. Dom has the coronavirus for I anybody don't, listening. No. Don't have the coronavirus. Peanut gallery is still laughing. Yeah. Okay. What's next? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Why are your things so loud or so big? Oh, you had to change it because your eyes are dilated? Look, Lauren's a grandma. That's worse than you. It's yelling at you, isn't it? Yeah. Why is your phone angry? She had her eyes dilated, so she had to change the font size so she could see them during her dilation. Just move it closer to your face. She'll get sick. She's not one of the very hearty mm. Jewish people. Other than... Other than her and her family, they're very hardy. They've been able to survive a lot. The locusts. You might want, you might want to stop there, or else you can beat you. It's religiously accurate. I think. She's texting me. Hold on. Oh gosh. I have seventeen messages. Eighteen now. So what about, um, what other sports have we not talked about? UFC. They finally just canceled everything going on. Which is probably a good, a good plan considering what the sport is and how many people go. Yeah, I don't think that having people fighting each other would be a good idea. Um, they canceled golf. Well. Which the Masters was a huge thing coming up around Easter. Yeah, but it's probably a good thing that they did. 
Um, WWE just went to streaming only, so there's mm-hmm. no fans at all. Yeah, Did no, you watch the Raw that there was no fans at? That was today. Yeah, oh. I, haven't, I haven't watched that. Well, they had the SmackDown, too, that had no fans on it. Yeah, it's a different feel. It's weird. I mean... Wait, you can hear them not hitting each other now, right? Yeah, well, yeah, that's part of the, that's part of the spectacle that is professional wrestling. Because of how much fan noise that there is, there could be there could be very I mean very little, but there's still seventy two thousand plus in attendance. So there could be very little noise from the crowd, but even with that little bit of noise, like it actually looks like they're hitting each other. But now you can hear the stuff underneath the mat, them slapping the mat, all that different stuff. It's just different. John Cena would be shit out of luck because he's the one that yells out all the moves that they're gonna do before they do them. Yeah, that's the other thing because you I mean. Spoiler if you didn't know this, but WWE is staged. What? I, I didn't know if you knew this or not, but WWE is staged. Yeah, it's staged. And so they know who's going to win before the match starts. Well, not only do they know who's, who's going to win, but in order for them to get to the ending. So basically they're just giving the ending, and then what ends up happening is they get to the ending however they feel like they should get to the ending. So like a guy like John Cena who's a veteran, knows how to tell a good enough story to get to, the, to whatever the, tells the other is guy supposed to do. be. But he, ha- he talks loud enough that if you just listen in, you can hear it even on the TV. And without any of the fan noise, you're going to be able to hear it that much more. I mean... Oh, they're also not really hitting each other with the chairs and stuff. Oh, uh, no. They, well, with the chairs, it's more real than actual punches. We but, just blew Lauren's mind. I know. We just blew... I'm sorry. I didn't mean to burst that bubble, but... It had to be. She's first. a huge WWE fan. So. <laughs> well, you know, but so yeah, I don't. It's 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 weird to listen to because I, I mean, it's never happened before. Like I know, I realize that when you're trying to get to the WWE and you're going through all like the independent scenes and all the different stuff, it's similar to that because there's just not as many people there. Um, but. I never thought I'd see the WWE like that. Don't get me wrong, I still enjoy it. I know, you still enjoy it, and it's shitty right now. It's the it's, worst that it's, it's ever bad. been. I feel like they could have done so many so many better things with uh, Edge uh, right now. I mean, his feud with Randy Orton is not terrible, but it could have been so much better. Um, I don't understand why they gave Goldberg the championship back, because really what they're going to do is they're just going to give it back to Reigns. It would have been the same feeling if he would have beaten um, Bray Wyatt for it, honestly. But they gave it back to Goldberg. Um, People are saying that's why the coronavirus started is because they squashed Bray with Goldberg. Well, that's the other thing. They were building, they were building Bray to be this unbeatable thing, and then they put another un, like somebody who's already been established as unbeatable, unbeatable, but. You know, like a, a, a real-life superhero, one of the WWE's main, like, stamps. And they put they put the two of them together, and they couldn't destroy the old stamps, so they just took out the new one. Which, I get it, but the, it could have been... There could have been so many other stories. Like I said, it would have made... To me, it would have made more sense if they would have kept Ray as the champion until, until Mania, and then had it be... Brave versus Roman again. I think that they were surprised that they were making more money and getting more viewers on the XFL. So they're panicking, and when they panicked, it got worse and worse. That's true. Just like how everybody's reacting to the coronavirus. Yeah. 
I don't know what's going on, so just keep talking through it. Um, yeah, the other thing is, I don't like, I don't like Cena versus Bray 2 or 3, whatever number it is. Cena versus Bray 3. Uh, the first couple weren't, in my opinion, weren't very good, and now they're gonna go back to it. Like, isn't the definition of insanity doing things over and over expecting a different result? Yeah, and that would be if they have Cena win again. They shouldn't have the part-time people beating the full-time people. That's why I was upset with Goldberg winning it. That's why I was upset that Brock Lesnar had the championship for so long. Yeah, it's not a good. It's not a good thing. And then guys like Sami Zayn went seventeen hundred days before they won their first championship. Seventeen hundred seventy days. Yeah. Until he finally won the IC title, which I also am very angry about that because. I mean, I knew it was going to happen because it was three against one. They were obviously going to screw Strowman out of the title somehow. But I feel like Strowman, Strowman needs to be either one of the bigger players in your company or he has to have a championship or something because you can't build him up to be the monster among men and then have him keep getting screwed up over in all of the championship opportunities that he's got. Now that we've had a little bit more of the AEW stuff and you've been watching it a little bit more, what do you think about All Elite going up against WWE? AEW 100% wins. Uh, and AEW what? AEW 100% wins. And that's because the, the stories are so much better. Um, right now, their, their biggest thing that just happened, they just had AEW Revolution... I think it was two, not last Saturday, but the Saturday before. Um, they finally gave Moxley the title, which I felt like it was going to happen. I kind of knew it was going to happen. Not that, not that I'm saying it was predictable or anything like that, but not only that, but the rest, the the match itself was so good, so well put together, so well sold. That they just 100% just based off of that match beat WWE. That was Jericho, right? That was Jericho and Moxley. I 100% love that match. I thought that Moxley was trying to get out of his AEW contract to go back to WWE. That was the rumors, and now that I mean, obviously now that he's the champ, I would assume that he's going to stay. There, I mean, I could be wrong. Uh, They could be doing what WWE did, giving him a championship, trying to get him to stay. Because um, they gave him the IC title, like um, until up until like a month or two before he was gonna leave. Um, but you know, I I I am assuming that he's gonna stay. But not only that, the tag team division, the uh, Hangman Page and um, Kenny Omega versus the Young Bucks match was crazy. Oh, Hangman and Kenny Omega are tag team. Now? They're the tag team champions, actually. Uh, SCU is always fun to watch. Um, the Nightmare Collective, I'm not a huge fan, but they're pretty good in the ring. They work pretty well with pretty much anybody that you put against them. Um, and even their women's division, I think Big Swole is one of their up-and-comers. She's, she's a pretty good, uh, storyteller too. Um, trying to think what else. Pac, uh, who was known as Adrian Neville in WWE, he's still a really good, uh, performer. Um, and I I really like everything that Cody Rhodes has done, really, um, which surprises me because I like we talk, we like we talked about in the first podcast. It, I've been a WWE fan since 
you know, I started watching um, that type of sport back in like 2003 or 2004 or something like that. Um, so when it when this came around, I didn't expect to like it as much as I have. Um, but I mean, WWE's going stale. They're sticking to formulas that are just outdated, and uh, AEW's trying new stuff and giving new people chances, and it's just working. I don't know. I mean, that's the short end. That's the short of it. Probably going to end up watching a lot more of that now that you're home for the rest of the mes- of the semester too. Yeah, uh, they're they're a pay per view though. They don't have any type of streaming service, so I'll have to wait for the highlights on those. But they still have Dynamite each week. Yeah, they have Dynamite each week, and I mean, they were just in they were just at the first Bank Center two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So they're they're moving along. They're I think Nico into that probably. They're they're trying to establish themselves. Um, and they're doing a pretty good job, but you know, they're they're still a small company. They're still having to fight their way into contention. So I don't think they could sell out Pepsi Center. Not yet, but I'm sure maybe two. Mm. Also, how many people do you think they have? How many seats do you think they have in arenas? Because you said seventy-five thousand people. I'm talking about uh, WrestleMania. Oh, okay, at the stadiums. Yeah, the big giant stadiums where they also put seats down on the field and all that different stuff. That I want to say last year's WrestleMania was upwards of sixty-eight to seventy-two thousand. Where was like it? That. Uh, was that no? That was Tampa. That was Raymond Tampa. James. Huh? Raymond James is the stadium where the Buccaneers play. I think. And the Vipers XFL. Go Sea Dragons. What? You're a Seattle Sea Dragons. Fan? Wow. I actually don't think that you can be on the podcast anymore. Well, that's too bad. St. Louis. I, I would have picked you as a St. Louis fan more than a Seattle Why? fan. Why do you say that? Because St. Louis is actually good, unlike Seattle. I just like the Sea Dragons name. I'm not even going to lie. It's just the Seattle Dragons. Sea Dragons. No, it's not. They named it the Dragons on purpose so that you could just say Sea Dragons. Like Seahawks. No, the Seahawk is an actual animal. No, I know that, but it's it. I call it. There's no such thing as a dragon. It's like saying there's no such thing as Santa Claus. It's also like saying that the WWE is fake, and we also saw what reaction that gave. (laughs) She was so mad. I know. She was so mad. (laughs) She's very smart on some things. Other things, she's clueless on. How do you think they get? I mean. When you, when they go through a table, yeah, it hurts, but they know how to fall so that they can walk the next day. I don't know. She's why not going to speak. Why do you think all like The Rock and John Cena go into these movies and their fights look actually really good because it's this pretty much the same training that you have to go through for the WWE. Oh. What? I I get to speak for you. I have watched it zero times. Well, then why were you so broken up when I said that it was fake? Whatever that means. I can't read expressions. I think that's Jewish. Shut the fuck up. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) That's probably what it is. She was... I wasn't... I was shocked. She wasn't broken up. She was just shocked. Same difference. What? Okay, anyways... (laughs) On that bunga witch. I Uh. What did you do last time? 
What did we talk about? We did top tens, right? No, we did top five. Yeah. Movies. That was just the get to know the guest. Oh. This is why the male population is going to go extinct. Male population still runs the world. <laughs> the female population is not taking over anytime soon. Let me know when you get a president. Whoa, 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 okay, jeez. Let me know when you get a president. That's that's the only thing I'm going to say. Not after this COVID. What? It is what it is. We did the top five movies because that was the get to know the guest, and they should know you by this point. I mean... You were the one that came up with the verses a couple weeks ago. Oh, by the way, um, Friday Night Lights vs. Remember the Titans and the Gorilla vs. the Lion... Did you vote in any of them? I did Friday Probably Night not. Lights versus Remember the Titans. I Which think. one did you vote for? Friday Night Lights. Love I think Lights. Remember the Titans ended up winning between Instagram um, and Twitter. I'm sure it did, but... Because pe- more people had seen that what one. What was and the other one? Lion versus Gorilla? Mm-hmm. Gorilla. I'd have picked Gorilla. The Gorilla won by yeah. a landslide. People just thought that they would take the lion and rip it apart. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to think about intellect. And Gorillas are... Uh, I mean... Don't, I don't have to say this, but gorillas have a stronger intellect than lions do. Uh, lions, no. Lions they also know how have to hunt. Opposable thumbs. The lions know how to fight. Gorillas don't normally fight. Lions know how to hunt. Okay, but I still would have said gorilla. You know what would be a fun one to do? What? Rambo versus um, Arnold from Predator. I don't know his character's name because I've only seen right. Predator a couple times. I've Who never wins? Seen, I've never seen Predator. Who wins? I know. So you gotta. Have you seen I've, any of the? You've only seen one of the Rambo's. No, I've watched all the Rambo's. Really? I had a lot of extra time on my hands the last half of the semester that I was up at school, Jimmy. Okay. So you know how how good Rambo is and what yeah. he is like. Yeah. So, Rambo say, versus Arnold in Predator. I'd say. Well, I don't. I don't have enough information. I've. I also said that we've never. Gorillas edges through and the gorillas don't know any bodybuilding techniques so we've never seen any of them at full strength. Yeah, that's a scary thing to think about. Uh, because that's just all natural growth. Yeah, and the female, there was a female orangutan. They had a rope set up and the more she pulled, the better treats that she got but also the heavier that it got and she was just pulling it with one arm and then eating the snacks with the other one. So it's probably a pretty safe guess that the gorilla would beat the lion. Uh, yeah. Based off of that alone, yeah. But, uh, I'd say Rambo. I mean, I don't have all the information, but... In well, my then who opinion, should Rambo go up against? Of any of the other movies where we see one person go up against an army? Because Rambo takes out the town, the uh, Washington town, in the first one, and then... You could try to compare him to people in the Expendables if you really wanted to, but I would say oh, Rambo, Rambo versus Barney Ross. I would say Rambo beats Barney. Two of his characters. Well, Barney's also old. Well, okay. Let's so it'd have to be Rambo from Rambo Four, which is the one where he went from went against Burma, and then I'd say Barney from the first two because the third Expendables wasn't very good. I would I would still tell you that Rambo beats Rambo. Well, I don't think that Rambo's as willing to kill as Barney. Rambo does kill, but that's only out of necessity. I mean... And he doesn't kill until something that he cares about is being attacked. Barney just kills for money. So if there's a bounty on Rambo's head, Barney probably would have a little bit more of a reason to go after Rambo. I don't think Rambo would go after Barney unless he was doing something... 
Because in the last two, it was the missionaries that he was trying to save in Burma. And then in the last one, it was his family or something like that, where his daughter was attacked. I still haven't seen Rambo 5 yet. So I don't know if you can say that there would be a, a stone, like a winner. Even though, and Barney has beaten Jean-Claude Van Damme and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Killed both of them. Which is tough to do. Stone Cold never gets killed in a movie. True. And Jean-Claude, I think, has only been beaten, like, twice. Oh, happy Austin 316 day, by the way. Yeah, we're recording this on March 16th, so this is... That's that's the outro you gotta play. No. (laughs) I told Dan Dan and Kyle this when we were recording the last one. Consistency. I have the same intro song and the same ending song. Well, you gotta play it at some point. I don't want to. You can't not play it. It's not that good of an entrance song. Let me tell you this, okay? Nobody... No, okay, everybody who's ever seen WWE in general, every time you hear that glass break and that guitar start, you know immediately who it is. It's exactly like if you hear, if you smell. There, there's your Austin 316. But it's exactly the same thing that you would say if you hear, if you smell, you know exactly who it is. And who is that? The Rock. I'm just kidding. Everybody knows. Who knows? Everybody. Who's everybody? Everybody and their mother. Oh. So yeah. you're, now you're bringing my mother into this. Well, it's our mother. Yeah, but remember how you wanted me to... Your dad went to college and played football. Yeah, my dad went to college and played football. Oh, so did my dad. Oh, no way. They still haven't met each other. Um, He's a dork, to... huh? Or, or Edges, if you, or, uh, edges uh, you think you know me. You almost didn't say it right, though. You said if edges, if you ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh. No, so that's the ver- s- that's uh, the verses. It's um, Rambo versus Barney Ross. So okay, I thought we Sylvester- were gonna do Captain America versus Green uh, Lantern. I mean, I guess we could do that too, but I mean, obviously that has to be Green Lantern, or not Green Lantern, Captain America. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to be. Green I'd have Lantern. to be Captain America. But who has more willpower? Well, considering that. Green Lantern's character is completely built off of Will. You would probably try to say him, but Captain America, I'd say that's probably pretty close, because Captain America's, you know, he, he his un, undying will to never give up, and that's shown throughout all of the Avengers movies, all the Captain America movies, all the different stuff. It's second to none. I mean, it'd be a pretty close... Pretty close comparison between those two. Well, te- I would I would say Captain America might even inch him, inch 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 him out. Of I don't think he has more willpower than Green Lantern, especially depending on which Green Lantern it is. That's what we have to decide too. Is it Hal Jordan? Is it um, I can't remember the other ones' names. Well, at one point I thought Sinestro was a part of the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah, but we're talking about just as Green Lantern. What are what's the other Green Lantern names? It's Hal Jordan is the one. Um, I'm looking it up now. Looking something else. Alter ego. Excuse me. No. Hal Jordan. John Stewart. John Stewart is one, and then I can't remember the other. Other one. Excuse for what? 
Oh, oh. hurts. This is interesting, having a podcast where two of the people won't speak. That was Eddie who said Hal Jordan, by the way. Or not Hal Jordan, John Stewart. John Stewart is a... They're both military veterans, but John Stewart just fights a little bit more for the good of the people. Hal Jordan has a little bit more selfish interest. Blow for blow, technically, Captain America is better fighting than Hal Jordan and John Stewart. But I think that... Captain America is faltering because he only has one thing. He's just on steroids. That's it. He's a good soldier, but he's just on steroids. He didn't have, he didn't even fight for the beginning of his existence. He was just there as a marketing tool. He fake punched a Nazi at well, the end of every show. But that wasn't but that wasn't that was because of the colonel who was in charge of his platoon. That wasn't because of him. The colonel who was in, in charge of his platoon as soon as the the scientist who created him uh, was killed. He decided he made the decision because he was the second in hand on the project. In command, whatever. I said in hand. It's supposed to be in command. Excuse me. Uh, he was the second in command on that project. So he, as soon as the head scientist got killed, he was the one who got to make decisions. And he specifically says in the movie, "I don't want some type of scientific." Uh, experiment just to be on like on the front lines in in control of all of my men. He didn't believe that everything that they were working towards was actually going to work. And in fact, Steve wasn't his choice. He wanted to be. He wanted to pick. Uh, I forget his name. It was the it was the guy who was like a superior athlete in high school who got recruited by the army and supposedly won every Bucky? physical test. No, it wasn't going to be Bucky. Oh. Uh, Bucky was already um, deployed when Steve was going through basic training. Here's what we'll do. Look up Captain America's Greatest Villains, and I have Green Lantern's Greatest Villains already pulled up because the hero is only tested by the people that he has to beat, which I think I can make a pretty good argument as to why Green Lantern would be better based on the people that he has to beat. Do you have it? Yeah, I have it. Okay, so who's your your first one that you're going to throw out there? Who is Captain America's Greatest Villain? I mean, I could throw out... Um, are we talking about a specific person? Yes. Okay, because I was going to talk about a collective. You can't... None of the Avengers villains that they have to beat. No, Captain it wasn't going to be an Avengers villain because he does have to take them down. Technically, it's the science division of this, but it's it's Hydra. Okay. And who, Well, no. You want a specific yes. person. Okay, and then I guess Red Skull. Okay, and now what is Red Skull? Red Skull is uh, somebody on the German side of the war who also got the same super super soldier serum, um, but because it also enhances uh, what's within the person, which is why Captain America's got like extra good, I guess, you know, superior. Like he, he fights for uh, the good because of what, like he, he always believed in his heart that the little guy should be protected, and so he's protecting the little guy who is the United States. That's supposed to be the, the idea. But because that's also what happens with the serum, uh, when Red Skull got the serum, um, because he also he had evil intentions, that was also amplified. Um, so basically, with the serum, they're kind of, they're kind of uh, even playing field, since both of them would have the same abilities. Okay. So I think... Because when Green Lantern fights people, he's fighting people, but he also fights what the other people are standing for. So, 
the one that is most associated with Green Lantern would be Sinestro, yeah. because he was a former Green Lantern, then he fell to the greed, which is why he's yellow. So uh, he's not only beating... Fear. Or Fear, okay. So he's not only beating Sinestro, he's also taking down Fear. I think if Sinestro fights Red Skull, Sinestro wins. You lose that battle. You lose that battle nine times out of ten. Can I go the way you thought it would? I think Sinestro is is be- a greater villain to defeat than Red Skull. <coughs> because Red Skull also ha- gets to hide behind Hydra and use them. Sinestro is just using himself. Yeah, uh, okay, but the other thing that we have to take into account, and I'm not trying to use this as a cop-out or anything like that, but they also have, I guess for lack of a better term, mystical rings that allow them to manifest things that they can think, like anything that they think of. But it's still them. No, doing I, it. I, I I know that, and so that's why I'm just pointing that out. I'm not trying to use it as a cop out. Or it's not like that. their fault that the thing inside of them gets to come out with the. Room. I agree. I agree. Okay, who's the second villain for Captain America? Crossbones. Okay, and what's and who's Crossbones? Crossbones is uh, he was like the head of one of their task forces, uh, and Captain America, the uh, the Winter Soldier. Um, but that was when S.H.I.E.L.D. was being ran by HYDRA. And uh, this guy, Crossbones, um, who's also called Bingo Frag and Mr. Bones, uh, depending on like if you've seen the movies or if you read the comics, um, he, was, uh, he got all the same training as Captain America did. I think the one difference was that he never received the Super Soldier Serum, uh, but he had the same hand-to-hand combat skills, he was trained uh, with all the same weapons that Captain America was. Um, he, I mean, he went out on missions. He knew exactly Captain America's fighting style, all that different stuff. Um, but, I mean, for lack of a better term, he's a very, very good soldier who has a lot of training, but he doesn't have any superpowers necessarily. He does have a, a suit that he wears that kind of gifts him with a little extra strength than normal. Um, but other than that, it's kind of... And he's portrayed in the movie by Frank Grillo, which is a good, yes, yes, good person is. to be portrayed by. Yes. Talk about somebody who's on steroids. Yeah. He's like the real-life Captain America, except he's never been a soldier. He's just an actor. Yeah. Okay, well, Atrocitus is Green Lantern's second biggest villain, and Atrocitus would beat Crossbones solely based on the fact that Atrocitus... What is the red core? Anger. Anger. Atrocitus is a manifestation of anger, and he's the only one because there's only one red core. So I think that Atrocitus beats Crossbones. And he can beat Crossbones and Red, Red Skull at the same time. Atrocitus is one of the most powerful beings in the DC Universe. Okay. Which I know is different than the Marvel Universe, but if you put him in the Marvel Universe, I also think that he's one of the top most powerful people in the Marvel Universe. Let's talk about this. Talk about this. We're, we're talking about the Captain America from... I guess this is going to be spoiler, just in case you haven't seen it yet, even though it's been all over the internet. We're talking about the Captain America from the end of Avengers Endgame. Meaning, the Captain America, I mean, we saw it back in uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, where he was able to, he was able to lift Thor's hammer, but to make sure that Thor didn't lose any of his uh, belief in himself, he decided not to. He, He decided to act like he couldn't. But we saw he was worthy uh, at the at the in the ending battle of Endgame, uh, where he full on wield, you know, he was wielding Mjolnir. He was using it in battle. He was using it to 
beat up Thanos, he was using it to beat up the army, and he was able to conduct lightning and use every single power that Thor has. Um, so, But he's still not the strongest person in that universe. He's not the strongest hero in the Marvel Universe. Well, you're telling me, okay, with the super soldier serum, yeah. the extra strength, the extra agility, the superior intellect... The steroids. I hate that you call them steroids. I get that that's <laughs> essentially what they are, but I hate that you just call them steroids. I hate that you just make it... Anyways, that like that blatant. Anyways. With all of the abilities that he was gifted by the, by the serum, adding to that every single ability that he gets when he is using Mjolnir, the extra strength that he gets, the ability to conduct lightning, the ability to use it in battle... He, he essentially becomes a Thor plus himself. You're telling me that he's still not the strongest person in, in that universe? No. Why? I don't... I'm not as familiar with the Marvel Universe as I am with the DC Universe, but he is... Who's the strongest hero in the Marvel Universe? Him. Strongest, strongest like, strength-wise. No, strongest as in most powerful that would rule the universe if he wanted to. No. I don't think it's Thor. Who's the Superman of the Marvel Universe? Because Superman beats anybody else in the DC Universe because he is basically practically invulnerable and has all the strength in the world. That's why we're not doing Superman, because anybody that you bring from the Marvel Universe cannot stack up to Superman. I mean, hold on. Gladiator. That's the strongest person in the Marvel Universe. Gladiator, Hyperion, Sentry, and Blue Marvel are the Superman knockoffs of the Marvel Universe. I'm not looking for the Superman knockoffs. I'm looking for the strongest... Um, well, if you say that Superman is the strongest in the DC Universe, then it would have to be a Superman knockoff of the Marvel Universe that would be able to rival that. I'm looking up to see if they have a strength list of the Marvel they have most powerful on-screen superheroes in the Marvel Universe. Hawkeye is number 30, which makes sense because Hawkeye is not that great. Captain Marvel would be the strongest hero in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, Captain Marvel is the strongest hero on that side. Which means that Captain Marvel would beat the crap out of Captain America. Well, okay, I can't really argue that one. Okay. I agree with it. Well, I, 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 I think that we're just going to continue going in circles with this argument. So let's just, we'll put it out there and it'll be next week from the day that we're recording this. Well, I'll put it on the Center of Attention Twitter and I'll put it on my Instagram. You'll have to retweet and like and follow Center of Attention. I do follow Center of Attention. Just now? What? No, I thought I already followed it. I don't think that. you do. If you do, then you haven't been liking any of my tweets or anything. I have not been liking any of your tweets. I haven't been on Twitter. I appreciate the support. You're welcome. We'll put that out on the Center of Attention Twitter, and we'll put it out on my Instagram um, in the poll and see what people think. Uh, who would win between... Who who wins between Captain America and the Green Lantern? But that was our big verses that we were thinking about doing. I'll probably put out the... Uh, Oh, thank you for your professionalism. You're welcome. This is awesome. You're the one who had me open up Twitter. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that you have to continue scrolling around and find different videos and when stuff. When you open up Twitter, you automatically start scrolling. 
It's the same thing with Instagram. It's the same thing with TikTok. Well, TikTok, I can understand. <laughs> Callie's trying to be TikTok famous. I know she's trying to be TikTok famous. <laughs> Do you follow her? No, she showed up on my For You page once or twice. You showed up on mine. I know I did. And I was, that was the proudest moment of Not the proudest moment of my life, but I was pretty proud of that. The video still only has like three legs. Oh, no. And how many views? I got somebody commented on it said Colorado check, but I don't know who, who it is. Yeah, that was weird. How many views? Two hundred and sixty. Interesting. Yeah, I see one hundred and sixty on my more. What's phone. your most? What's the tweet that you gotten the most impressions on? The tweet. Yeah. Because my biggest impression number on a tweet was my Sammy, the original Sammy D, and that got over two thousand. Uh, the one that I probably got the most on was when I announced my. Uh, Commitment to Air Force? Uh, I don't know if it would. Yeah, because I, I don't think I ever did one to UNC. Um, but I don't. I probably got like four, four hundred on that. It's a decent conversation to have. What do you think is the easiest social media to go viral on? Twitter or Instagram? Yeah, one hundred percent. Why? Why is it that? Well, it's the one of the more used ones. TikTok, you have to be somewhat. You have to have, you have to be you have to have a little bit of a personality. I can tell you that the reason why people think that the algorithm is out to get them because people don't understand the algorithm. But all of the social media is the algorithm is the more content you produce, the more times will pop up on random people's feeds. That's true. That's why. Do you know Gary V? Do you follow Gary V on no, TikTok? No. He's the owner of Vayner Media, which is one of the biggest media companies in the world. He says that you should be posting 15 times a day on each social media. And yes, Hell your followers... No. I don't, your, nobody has time for that. Well, your followers will get annoyed with you, but if you post 15 times a day, you're also popping up on people who don't necessarily know you, and they're seeing more of your stuff and getting to see more of why, why who you are and why you're posting. I Look, I know that some people can do that and some people do that. Who's got that kind of... Patience, that kind of time. If you're trying to be an influencer, that's the only thing you're doing. I mean, I don't know if you... You probably don't follow the Hype House. I don't follow the Hype House either, but I go to their page every now and then. They literally have a board of what they're supposed to do each day. And they're posting... Trying to post 15 to 20 times a day, each of them. Which I think there's 20 members of that. So they're getting... He said like 4,000 videos out a day because the guy that did it is dumb. But if each of them posts 20 times a day and there's 20 of them... It's 400 videos a day, which means that it's distributed all over the world and everybody gets to see them. And then you're clicking on their profile, you're following the specific members, like a Charlie, like an Andreas Lopez, like a Tony Lopez. But I don't, I feel like I don't, like if I were to be an influencer, I'd have to go out and do a lot more stuff because... Well, yeah. I don't do nearly enough to try to post 15 times a day. It's Starting the podcast is interesting, too, because the ones that are the most difficult to make and the ones that pick up traction the slowest are the ones where it's just me. If I have somebody who some who people want to listen to that's different, um, or if there's a section that people enjoy listening to, but I also can't take clips and put them out on social media like a lot of the other podcasts do. I don't have the video set up so you don't get to see me you're just hearing me not yet at least right yeah i don't know if i'm going to be able to afford the camera especially now if i don't go back to school i'm not getting paid and the radio station is shut down which sucks because that came out and i tweeted it what what 
Um, I tweeted out the other day that Gunnison Sports Talk Radio has been shut down indefinitely because we're not allowed in any of those places. Station is just running all, all on automation. <coughs> but it's kind of interesting now to see what happens. And I got mom to buy the new microphone. By the way, this is just a free advertisement. If you're trying to do something with a microphone, definitely try and get the Yeti Blue Stereo Microphone. Um, it has a whole bunch of different settings and stuff like that. It sounds so much better. That's why the newer podcasts are sounding better, because we're recording on the better microphone than the uh, one Grandma originally bought me that was just kind of the cheapest one that you can get. It's like 120 bucks. Well, I asked for it. I'm not saying that she bought me the cheapest one. I sent her the microphone that I would have liked to be bought. And at the time, it was one of the better microphones. But podcasting and streaming and all of that other stuff has advanced so much that now Keep there's digging better. digging that hole, big guy. I'm getting myself out of the hole. <laughs> You're not. You're digging it deeper. No, I'm saying <laughs> that when I bought the microphone, it's the same thing like when you buy a PlayStation or when you buy a car. It goes obsolete very fast. This microphone is not going to be the best microphone to podcast off of in the next couple years. There's going to be something better. There's already something better, but it's 1500 bucks. I'm not doing any of that. I know you guys think that I'm digging myself a hole. I'm just speaking the truth. <laughs> I'm not saying... Beat a dead horse here, big guy. <laughs> no, I'm not beating a dead horse. When I asked Grandma to buy me the microphone because she was nice enough to offer to buy me the microphone, it was a very nice microphone. But since the industry is moving so far forward, it got better faster. So by the time she bought me that, I think three years ago, by the time I started the podcast this year, that microphone didn't sound the best. Didn't You couldn't control the gain or anything. There wasn't multiple settings like this one. If I wanted to have a sit-down interview with somebody, it would pick up the two sections of the microphone that would be in there. Right now, we're using the omnidirectional. So if Ed wanted to talk on the podcast, the podcast that came out the week before this one, we had eight people in the room that were on it, and it's omnidirectional. So we had a circle going around, and everybody's perfectly... They come out very nice. What? I'm working. Thank you. If I get up to a thousand plays, I get fifteen bucks on this podcast, and hopefully, I can start getting more uh, people to give me more advertisements. Anyways, we're about to wrap up. Do you have any of your social medias that you would like to plug? Uh, I don't remember how many of them were plugged, or I think all of them were plugged last time. But I'll plug them again. Uh, Instagram, my Instagram is at dompalato sixty three. Uh, that's D O M P A L L O T T O six three. Um, I believe my Twitter is just at Dom Pilato, the same spelling. Um, yep, just at Dom Pilato. Uh, I don't have a Facebook anymore. Um, let me see. Are you gonna plug your TikTok? I am gonna plug my TikTok. My TikTok is at Dom Pilato sixty three, just like Instagram. Okay. Um. Like I've been saying for the past couple weeks, we started the Center of Attention podcast page. That's at COAPod73. That's where I put out all the updates about the new episodes, where I put out the links for the new episodes. And if we have behind-the-scenes videos like uh, the debaucherous episode that we had a couple weeks ago, I put that out through there. Uh, my personal Twitter is at Jimmy Pilato. My Instagram is at Proud underscore WAP. And then my Facebook is just Jimmy Pilato. 
I'm also on TikTok. I don't post anything, though. I just go through and um, watch some of the videos. I might, if I can get talked into putting videos on there, I might. But that's just at Jimmy Pilato as well. Um, this... Want to make a TikTok? No, I don't want to make a TikTok right now. <laughs> We're coming up on the ending of this episode, so thank you guys for listening to myself and Dom. Um, this has been center of attention i believe this is episode 16 and we're gonna play the outro song With your eyes closed I bet you're still walking on a tightrope Makes me Know this love and hate And if you switch sides You're gonna have to